Anytime I hear burnout being a really important part of somebody's story, I'm just reminded to slow down and to honor that part of the story because very often it's that burnout and that numbness and that pain and that longing that ends up being this incredible fuel to get us to the next step of where we're going. Hey, fellow nurses, welcome to the best place for you to learn all about nurse coaching. I'm Heather. And I'm Peter. We're co-founders of the Nurse Coach Collective, where we've helped thousands of nurses find more freedom and fulfillment by training them to become board-certified nurse coaches. If you want to help your patients prevent, treat, and reverse disease through holistic lifestyle coaching. If you want something more from your nursing practice, then head on over to nursecoachcollective.com. Together, we're transforming healthcare one conversation at a time. But for now, let's jump into today's episode. What's up, nurses and nurse coaches? Heather here. Welcome back to the Nurse Coach Collective podcast. Joining me today is Nicole Lohonen, an amazing nurse coach. I cannot wait to introduce you to her. But first, Nicole, welcome. Thank you, Heather, for having me. Let me tell you about Nicole, who is a registered nurse with over 14 years of experience who became burnt out at the bedside. Seeking a better way, she stumbled across nurse coaching. Experiencing a personal revival, Nicole is now on a mission to transform bedside nursing by bringing nurse coaching to nurse the nurses into the hospital environment. She's currently building a nurse coaching department within her hospital system. With the ripple effect of happy, healthy nurses showing up to work motivated and inspired, living as examples of health, Nicole is passionate about leveraging nurse coaching to transform the health of communities and the patients that we serve. Nicole, what an honor to have you here. What a wonderful intro. <laughs> that was You great. deserve it. <laughs> so, okay, one of the things that really stood out to me in that introduction here is this idea of being on a personal revival that you have experienced. What does that mean to you exactly? It was a little unexpected um, when I found you guys scrolling Facebook <laughs> As one does. I know. I saw, you know, your video. I was like, oh my gosh, this is exactly how I always pictured practicing nurses. And at that time, I was very burnt out. So along the way, which I wasn't necessarily expecting to kind of get that personal revival, but I ended up like just having that, you know, shift in mindset, new perspectives along the way in the course. And that just, you know, all of a sudden I was coming to work different. I was, you know, looking at it with like a renewed sense of like energy that I didn't have before. And when I was doing my practicum hours, I, you know, um, had my coworkers like, hey, anybody want to volunteer? And I actually got quite a few of them. Um, were my of my pro bonos and that's really where I was like wait a minute this is helping me even coaching them I was seeing that you know renewed sense of purpose and and energy so that was really my major shift I think through the collective was like there's there's something here something I've always been missing and there was a moment that 
I think I was about halfway through the collective because I'd started my pro bonos. And I said, oh my gosh, like, this is what I was like born to do. Like, I, I had it all wrong nursing before. Like, I knew I was a nurse, but it was like that moment that it was like, no, you're born for this type of nurse. <laughs> I love that. It's like, it's like you weren't wrong, right? You were born to be in the nursing profession. You just hadn't quite found that place where it was going to click and feel like, oh, yes, this is it. Yeah. How cool. So did you know, like when you got to that point in the course and when you started your practicum and working with pro bono clients, did you know coming into this that you wanted to be working with your fellow nurses or supporting your colleagues in that way? I think just experiencing it personally and just knowing like, wait, I have something to give people who are in my in my shoes. And there was a point too, I was like, um, very private practice focused, you know, going through the collective. I was like, this is my my magic way out <laughs> of the hospital. But really, I was like, let me do some good on the way out. And that was really kind of what my focus was. And then it just 180. <laughs> but yeah, I think just going through it personally and just really like nobody knows the mind and heart of a nurse better than another nurse. And we are so able to support each other through this type of work. And so that really became my passion. Like we need personal restoration with our healthcare professionals um, because we really should be practicing what we preach, modeling it. And I think we forget how to care for ourselves. And I wanted to do that for them and nurse the nurses. And and for yourself too, it sounds like. I mean, let me let me repeat back what I'm hearing you say, which is that like when when you discovered nurse coaching and you were excited by this other possibility, it sounds like at first deeply embedded in that excitement was this idea of like, I can leave the bedside, I can leave the hospital, I can start a private practice. And it's almost like this way of escaping. And then as you were navigating your journey, you had already starting to have this shift of like, OK, wait, who can I serve what do I need in this moment? What do the people around me need in this moment? And then getting to uh, a true realization of like, but, but hold on, where I am right now is actually somewhere that I can be of tremendous service and needs a whole lot of work. Does that sound about right? Absolutely. You're you're right on. And I've said that a lot, um, you know, when sharing about my journey is that it was an escape route. Like That's what I was yeah. doing. And when I recognized that, I was like, well, why am I escaping? <laughs> I'm escaping because the environment and because our bedside nurse environment has taken us so far away from that patient relationship that we all get that deep fulfillment from and into behind the scenes and tasks and all of these things. And just, well, that's what I'm really escaping is those things. What I really love is that relationship because that's really where healing is, is that relationship. Tell me more about that because this idea of wanting to escape from the bedside or wanting to escape from nursing, if that's how you best understand it in the moment, I think is a sentiment that pretty much every single nurse who I know at this moment in time has experienced in some way, shape or form. And so... 
for you and for me too, but for you from what I have gleaned, like that looked like a lot of burnout. So I'm curious, right? Burnout comes in thousands of different shapes and forms for each of us. Like what was burnout like for you? Like what did it really feel like to be a nurse at the bedside feeling like you were robbed of your ability to connect with human patients and that's where healing lives? Like, What was that experience like? I guess I've never been asked that kind of question, but thinking about it, you know, raising two little ones, I have five and seven-year-old boys. Um, and at the time, you know, they were still very young, requiring a lot of time and energy at home. And I was seeing how over time, like in that burnout with the patients, it was like almost like you get a little hardened, you know, like I, I mean, the compassion fatigue, right? It's that's what I that's what I was really experiencing. It was like, let me get in, get my stuff done. Hopefully I'm not here till nine o'clock at night. And then do I have anything left for my family? And it was just it, it was like, I'm not even enjoying this anymore. And like, where's my love for nursing? Where's my passion? Like, it, it was like a, no, there was no joy in it. And that's really what I wanted back was first coming to nursing and you're so excited and you're going to change the world, right? <laughs> One patient at a time. But really, it was it was all of the home stuff. It was years. I moved across the country so I'm from Minnesota originally, came to Florida. So even that alone was like a big culture difference that I never could really fit my put my finger on. And you know, over time I found a good organization to work for. You know, every organization has its issues, but I think just overall, like it was like definitely not what I experienced up north. Um, and it's like, why is this so different? Um, and that and I think that was a major contributor to burnout because my initial experience with nursing and then moving across country in a totally different, we have a little huge elderly population here in Florida, lots of retirees, lots of complicated, uh, high acuity and lack of self-care definitely led to burnout, giving and never giving the same to yourself. So not, never nursing yourself. Okay. Okay. So I'm starting to see where the threads are weaving together to how you eventually tied tied the escape into then what has become now your passion. But let me go back here and see if you can make this a little bit more real for me. So you are feeling this sense of disconnect with your patients. You're feeling a total kind of culture shock from moving to a different a different part of the country and a different type of medical system, a different population. You're coming back to your family with your two little ones feeling depleted. You're feeling this compassion fatigue. What did that mean for you in your life and who you became as a person? Like, how did that impact your family? How did that impact really everything? Well, in that burnout state, I was, you know, seeing how it was really affecting, like, how much burnout can affect relationships at home? Like how we try to leave work at, at work and we, I think, pretend sometimes that we can do that. But that's the effect. Like you're more irritable. Little things annoy you. Like 
kids are just being kids and yet you're like mommy is not <laughs> cannot right now lack of sleep you know just never feeling like I can get anything done around the house or I'm spending all my day off when I'm already exhausted trying to clean and do laundry and it just yeah it it led to in some ways burnout in the family too right like why am I always caring for people like who's gonna care for me and you know just even with you know relationship with my husband like it's only us here we have no one else every all families in Minnesota so we had to really lean on each other so there was some friction because you know I wanted him to do stuff <laughs> you know to help me but yet he's busy too so it was kind of a like you do your thing I do my thing and we really weren't like working together as a team so that's kind of how it trickled down and it even just fed it more like at work it got harder to go to work and I just you know was like I need I, I want to just really give up and quit but what else am I gonna do I'm a nurse <laughs> I can't picture doing anything else and the only way I saw out was that okay if I want to practice nursing the way I want to I'm gonna have to go back to school and get you know a nurse practitioner and spend all this money. And I was like, there's got to be some way. And again, just so happens, scrolling one day, I find your video. <laughs> and, you know, I was like, this is exactly what I'm looking for. And I don't have to go to school forever. And it's a financial investment, yes, but it was, it was so worth it. But what's the cost of not doing anything, right? When you're in that dire state of feeling so burnt out and in this vicious cycle of like what's happening at work is making things worse at home and then what's happening at home is making things worse at work like you really get stuck and Nicole I, I so appreciate you sharing a little bit more on what that really felt like because you know my own personal story of burnout was pretty ugly I mean it was pretty messy and raw and so painful at some points. And I didn't talk about it a lot then because I felt a lot of shame around it. I felt like, you know, I've only I've only been doing night shift for three years. Who am I to complain about this and who who am I to be having these feelings? But they were so big and so real and the toll that it was taking on my health was so real. I didn't talk about it very often. And then now fast forward to today, in the nurse coaching world. And again, I don't talk about it very often because it's it feels like a lifetime ago. And it's so far from what I feel in this moment in terms of being engaged and being fulfilled and loving the work that I do. But anytime I hear burnout being a really important part of somebody's story, like I'm just reminded to slow down and to honor that part of the story because very often it's like it's that burnout and that numbness and that pain and that longing that ends up being this incredible fuel to get us to the next step of where we're going. Does that resonate for you? Oh, yes. I I was real low. <laughs> I was at a real, you know, a real low, real low place. Um, and, and it really was hopelessness because, you know, you just, you feel this trapped, like, oh my gosh, this system is so huge and it's you're one little nurse and you're going to say something and nothing's ever going to change. That is a huge mentality. Unfortunately, that's that's very prevalent that nurses are not able to affect change. 
the way they want to. And so through working with them one one to one, I've been able to kind of shine the light a little bit and say, no one's coming to save us. Okay. They've tried, you know, administration. Here's some wellness stuff, but it doesn't work because we roll our eyes and and we're tired, you know, we're disengaged, we are hopeless. We're like, oh, that's a cool idea. But really, again, in the coaching world, if the idea doesn't come from you, how likely are you really going to do it? If it's somebody else's plan, you're probably not going to follow through. So flipping it around and like, guys, no one's coming to save us. We need to step up and create what we want our workspace to be like. And with a lot of division, with frustration, with burnout prevalent, it's, you know, kind of a, well, I'm going to do my assignment and you do your assignment. And there's not a lot of like, you know, like where did where did our family environment go? Because I feel like it once was. And part of that, part of on our unit specifically is they built a whole new big giant wing, 100 new beds, we're orthopedics. So we got to the new unit and it was so beautiful for patients, but so not functional for staff. So it really was a, oh, you're you're here today? You were way on that side and I didn't see you once. And so it was really hard to get that team. And so it felt like it just kind of fell apart and that we, people were like searching to get out of here, right? And we just needed that, how do we come together again? Um, so we'd have little activities that we do, like my manager, she's amazing. She started like a book club. So we have like, you know, little activities like that, but it was really kind of a a desire to give back to our staff one-to-one that I had received, even just going through this and being coached myself and getting that fire lit again and that passion for life for, wait a minute, like I have a choice here. I can look at this situation or these conversations this way or that way. And it's really comes down to what do I want? And it doesn't have to be this way. And even if nobody else is on board, I can still be the light and still be the um, inspiration. You don't need to work one-to-one with every single nurse, but the ones that you do, they start changing and then you get that ripple effect. Hey, hey, quick detour from the episode. We wanted to let you know that our next training is starting soon and there's still time to enroll. You get everything you need to become a board-certified nurse coach, a world-class learning experience, expert mentorship, and access to the most amazing community of like-minded nurses. We have a limited number of spots left and our courses always sell out. So if you've been thinking about becoming a nurse coach, don't wait. The next start date is right around the corner and we don't want you to miss it. Oh, and one more thing. If you're looking to 10X your practice, check out the 2024 Nurse Coach Conference. It's gonna be an epic gathering of hundreds of powerful healers as we all come together to elevate our practice and transform healthcare. Tickets for the 2024 Nurse Coach Conference are on sale now and we can't wait to see you there. All right, now let's get back to the episode. Yeah, and and you get to come from that place of empowerment through your own personal choice, your choice to show up a certain way, and then your choice to support another nurse and another nurse's choice to accept it or not be ready for it or be a part of it or say, you know, not yet. And it makes me laugh when you talked about 
you know, maybe the administration or the managers try to sprinkle in a little bit here and all the floor nurses are over there just like rolling their eyes. And and I remember being in nursing school. I actually had a, I won't say it was a class, but maybe it was like a day or two of a class where they talked about self-care. And we had the PowerPoint that was all about how self-care is so important. And now today I'm like, self-care is so important. And I'm shouting it from the rooftops. But at the time, you have this room full of, you know, tiny little novice excited nurses who are excited to start doing the skills and the IVs and all the, the you know, technical stuff that we are sitting there rolling our eyes because you don't really know that you need it until you need it. And then by the time that you need it, it's really hard to take any ownership or to feel empowered and inspired to to create it for yourself. So I totally resonate with what you're saying here. And and what I'm curious is how how are you able to take your perspective now and share that with your fellow nurses and your colleagues in your department? Because not every nurse that you are exposed to is coming from the nurse coaching lens or has, you know, been through a program like this to have the background that you do. I had a opportunity to, you know, do a pilot program last year around this time, um, specifically with new nurses, but I had experienced nurses and, you know, assistants and techs um, as well, but they were kind of a, you know, a separate group. And so then over time, we kind of got like word around and a little busier. So I had the chance to kind of like step further and further away from the bedside. And I feel like just having that little bit of break, it like almost like broke the trance from my eyes, you know, in some ways. And I was like, wait a minute here. And I just was able to really open like you hear. Yeah, you got to take a break. Yeah, you got an uninterrupted break. And like people are so attached to their phones. There's no way I can put my phone down. Like you're just so in it that you cannot step away mentally, even though you know you should. And having that opportunity to kind of step back a little bit, it was like almost like my eyes opened even more. And I was like, wait a minute, this is kind of like a patient safety issue. Like, how can we look at self-care as really like, you know, and just reminding myself that the nursing code of ethics, actually, there's a provision in there too. Like, do to yourself as you would to your patients. I'm like, we don't do that at all. Yeah, Nicole, Peter always laughs at me because I always bring that up. I'm like, it's right here in our code of ethics. <laughs> yeah, and I saw, I like remembered about that like recently too. So it was like, I'd been doing this for a while. I'm like, wait a minute. I know there's something in there. Basically walking your talk, you know, and how is this really a patient safety thing? And I give the example of, okay, we've all been at the bedside and you're starving, you're so hungry, you're going to pass out and your bladder is going to burst. What are you normally doing when your patient's talking and you're in that state? Your brain's like, get me out of this room by any means necessarily because I need to go eat something before I die or pee before I pee (laughs) over this floor. Yeah, or both at the same time because you only have 30 seconds. So you're like stuffing saltines in your mouth while trying to pee and not touch anything. (laughs) I've never done that. Wait a minute. Your your brain now is split between your own physical needs. Your attention is not 100% on that patient. And if that patient is trying to convey something that's probably like maybe subtle, 
but like very important to their care and why they're there and something that maybe you need to relate to the physician, but you can't hear it because you're not able to in that moment. And so if you're really not taking care of your physical needs, same thing with coaching, right? How can you be fully present for the other person and really provide your, you know, really good care? Because you know what it's like when you're like, oh my gosh, my brain is all over the place because I haven't had a mental break in 10 hours. I haven't eaten. Um, And so I feel like we really need to start breaking that culture or almost like a badge of honor. Oh, I haven't. I haven't taken a break today. I am so busy, right? This busy, busy, busy. I've worked nine shifts in a row. (laughs) Yes. Like, but you're choosing to really. Interesting. And so, yes. So, and it's not a perspective of, right, like blame or pointing fingers, but it is a perspective of how can we take personal ownership and personal responsibility to do better by ourselves and, and for ourselves. And that's, that's really interesting. And I think that could probably feel challenging, you know, for somebody to hear that, but then also through a different lens could feel very, very empowering when you recognize, oh, there are different choices that I could make. And maybe even more hopeful when there's somebody like you in their corner to be like, oh, and I can have support while while doing this and while making these shifts. And I have no doubt in my mind that like every single nurse who is listening to this episode is going to be nodding their head on a lot of this stuff that we're talking about, right? Which is like those badges of honor for working shift after shift after shift, for working 16 hours in a row, for not peeing or eating for an entire 12 hours, right? And it's not because really we think they deserve a badge of honor, but it's because we have accepted them as just part of the job. And so in order to be good nurses and to be good at what we do, we have to do those things. And we can't like put up our boundaries and say, yes, I'm taking a break. Yes, I'm leaving my phone. Yes, I'm taking time for myself. Yes, I'm going to the bathroom. As simple as that can sound. So this is all alluding to like why the work that you're doing and why the segment of nurse coaching and hospital nursing and melding those two together is so incredibly important. I mean, truly vital. So I feel like, Nicole, we have been like talking kind of about this and around this without necessarily diving into the details of it. But that's what I want to know more about. Like, tell me, what does it mean that you have built a nurse coaching department at your hospital? Like, that's a huge thing to say. What does that actually look like in real life? And you did that within a year of graduating from the Nurse Coach Collective. Is that right? I did. It's crazy. We're not done building it. We are baby building it. But again, it started with this, oh, let me make it better on the way out because I was full on to private practice and I, you know, had my own coach. And and I just remember her saying, well, because I was wrestling with like, well, do I do this or do I do this? I have an opportunity and I kind of want to make things better. That's why I'm escaping. But I also want to like the benefits of being free, right? (laughs) And yeah, it just kind of, she was like, well, can you do both? And I was like, well, I guess I could. And, you know, at the time I had, you know, my man had said something to my manager, like, hey, I'm, you know, during the collective, like, wheels are turning. I was like, well, I was suffering from burnout, right? And hey, I think this is something like I would like to kind of like coach our staff. I feel like that could help revive us a little bit, you know, 
with the self-care, like happy, healthy nurses show up to work differently, right? They do. <laughs> and so, yeah, we got the, um, you know, it just so happened that that was kind of one of our hospital goals anyway, was wellness of team members. And so, uh, you know, having the opportunity, having to make that personal decision, like, well, I really wanted this, but can I, this is a little bigger and it's more, it, it was scarier. <laughs> and so it required a heck of a lot more faith to do this work. But I started thinking like the benefit really is happy, healthy nurses come to work differently. Patient care looks different. Maybe we inspire through mini coaching, 10 minute conversations with patients. We have different ways of communicating now, right? And these coaching mindsets and principles can be instilled just by having these conversations. Wouldn't it um, be amazing to, hey, this could be totally full circle. Patients start taking care of themselves. Boom, there goes our our acuity issue, right? And maybe there's less complicated stuff. Maybe only the people that really need to be in the hospital are. And just seeing the longer, like, what if we expand this to outpatient? What if we partner with our outpatient physicians? Um, What impact could we have in, in the community? And everyone, right, from birth to death, at some point in your life, you're going to experience the care of a nurse. We're the largest part of our healthcare population. We do what nobody else does. <laughs> we are a special breed and we can't all leave. So bringing those kind of truths to administration, having the support of our CNO, go ahead, do a pilot program. We were seeing new nurses within six months to a year, just as burnout was off, like, wait a minute, what's going on? If we have these wonderful new grad programs and oh, they're all going through it, why are they falling into, like being sucked in basically to where everybody else is at? Like, they're fresh. Like you mentioned earlier, I'm only three years in. What is going on? And it's really that lack of support, right? That lack of like, this is a mental, physical, emotional job. And we're, you know, a lot of times dealing with it alone. Or yeah, we have employee assistance, but we don't take the initiative to do. Or you call and you can't get through and then you're like, ah, forget it, it's over and done with. We experience lots of traumas, you know, workplace violence. That's a whole nother side of what we are doing in our hospital um, that we're, coaches are involved in. So we we started with the pilot program, the new nurses. We said, what if they get paired with their preceptor, you know, the first 12 weeks, but what if they get paired for a coach from the beginning for their first six months? So that takes them through the preceptorship. We're kind of working out, like, how is it going on the floor? Are you vibing with your preceptor? Are you, what are you experiencing? How are we taking things from nursing school? Those big fear of harm, right? Like they come out of that with just post-COVID and clinical experience has looked different. So they are getting as much hands-on. So there's like a, a lag, you know, then of, you know, feeling comfortable and confident and, you know, doing um, when they first come on. So we're really seeing like that three to six months, you know, traditionally like, okay, you're done with preceptorship. Now you're done. You get 12 weeks and now you're on your own. And you try to get support from your coworkers, but we're busy, you know, it's like quick, but like, then where do you go to like as an outlet? Can we provide that for all the emotional stuff, all the, you know, that's a life transition. It's like getting married, having a baby, starting your nursing career has a huge transition and it's lengthy, right? It's not just like all of a sudden six months in and you're, you're golden. It's like a year, two years, three years even, 
So we really wanted to support them there. And then what about everybody else? <laughs> what about me, right? Where I was in that state. Um, so we kind of simultaneously said, let's offer that to our nurses and bedside staff. Um, there's something very powerful about the peer. Um, they might talk to their manager, but they're not going to be as open because they're more vocal and they're more like they know you walked in their shoes. They're more com- It's a safer place for an outlet. So we simultaneously did those two things. I did a pilot program with the new nurses and then everybody else. We did surveys and like it was kind of a really like in your own words and every one of them were like, this is a great outlet. I'm I'm thankful for. I would love for this. You know, if this service were offered to you, would you continue to use it? And most of them, yes, I would. Um, So we got to bring that, you know, last December. Here's all of our data. Here's what your people are actually saying in their own words. And so then we said, well, okay, you're the only one in the hospital. We, you can't serve, you know, hundreds of staff alone. So how are we going to expand? Okay, great. So this is good. We're already thinking about expansion. They're already recognizing the value. Absolutely. And it was like, okay, so we looked into tuition reimbursement and it was like, oh, well, that doesn't really fit. Our current policy didn't really fit with, you know, this type of program. So I said, let's rewrite that. First of all, let's get NCBCE authorized to like for reimbursement because um, they get they give certified nurses bonuses every year if you're certified. So they really encourage that. But nurse coach wasn't on there. It is yay, <laughs> and it's now it is fully reimbursable. So to get around that, we said let's go to our hospital foundation. Let's ask for um, a grant money and let's see if we can. We want to send ten nurses through a program to get trained at as nurse coaches. So we did, and we said, okay, so we have peer coach. You know, we can serve anybody, but I've never worked mom, baby. I haven't worked ER. Maybe they're best powerfully served by somebody who knows that workflow, right? So we have an ER nurse who's getting trained. We have mom, baby, uh, labor and delivery, most of our med surge units, and then nurse leaders, right? Like they have their own stuff. And right now there's this divide (laughs) between bedside and leadership. And so we've been able to kind of be like a bridge in some some sense. So we have a nurse manager who's getting trained so she can support at the leadership level. And then my director who has been so instrumental in helping pull this forward and getting the grant money secured. um, She's going, she just finished too. (laughs) So she is now, she just has to take her boards, but she can support at the executive direct, you know, director level because, again, with that peer level, it, it can't just be here. It has to be all the way down. It has to be top down. So that's really what we're doing. We just graduated um, a total of seven of us, and then there's me. And I actually hooked up with one of um, along the way. There was a nurse on another unit while we were kind of like you know, spreading the word, like recruiting people. Oh, this person's already going through the collective. And so we're like, oh, so we got connected and she just graduated in May. So he has the third floor and kind of building that out. I'm building another one. So it was like, oh my gosh, we just happen to be in the same hospital. We're everywhere. Um, you know. <laughs> yes, which was great. So now I had my partner in crime. So it was us two. And then we just graduated um, seven others. So we'll um, 
come January, we're kind of like now at the, okay, what's mom baby support going to look like? What's ER support going to look like? And so really helping those coaches to work with their teams to create what does your unit want and what do you want it to look like? We're building in workshops. We're building in, like, we have to round on patients. Well, can we round on the nurses and make sure they're caring for themselves? Do they need anything? We can catch those real-time mindset things like, do you really need to answer every single phone call? Like, even though you're trying to start an IV, like, do you really have to know? (laughs) You know? Um, So it's a good way to kind of catch those habits and patterns and behaviors that, like, we can talk about all that in coaching, but, okay, old habits die hard when you're in the moment. But if you see in your rounding, hey, remember we talked about how how do you want to be accountable? What's going on? So really helping them help themselves. And I love that you're you're translating all of the coaching techniques into the language of the nurse. And you're also making sure that whoever is doing the coaching is able to speak that same language to that very specific type of nurse in that specific type of environment. And so, Nicole, I mean, all of this that you're describing now kind of fluently and nonchalantly and it's rolling off your tongue like it was all so easy and natural. But I mean, what you're describing is is identifying that there was a huge gap, right? There is a huge problem that the nurses were facing and that therefore was detrimental to the hospital system as a whole. You know that, you lived it, you breathed it because you were part of that problem as the nurse who was experiencing that. You were able to understand and visualize that and then speak that in, an, in a very relatable way to the higher ups, right? To your managers, to leadership, to the CNOs and speak their language in order to demonstrate to them, you know, some of those key indicators, right? If we don't change this, what's going to happen to our patient outcomes? What's going to happen to our nurse retention and our turnover? And then you were able to pose a solution, right? So I've been through this training. I've got nurse coaching. Here's how it's going to be a solution. You got them to say yes, get their buy-in, do a pilot program. You collected enormous amounts of data and survey to find out like, is this something, Do is this what the people want? And the nurses were like, hell yes, this is what we want. You took that data back to the higher-ups. You demonstrated that to them. Now they're wondering, how can we get grants? How can we get more money? How can we get more nurses? How can we pay for them to get certified? How can we expand? I mean, like mind blown here, Nicole. This is truly so, so awesome. And I'm hoping that like for for any nurse coach who had that semblance of interest but wondered probably, is this possible? I hope that listening to you (laughs) is shining some major, major light on what's possible. This is a huge, huge accomplishment to be breaking in to the system in this way. Yeah. And we are a 16 hospital organization. And right now we're kind of like my, my specific hospital is part of like our West kind of region. And so we just got approved for next year. (laughs) Um, more grant money, and we had we had a um, collected a list number two of interested employees who want to become certified too. So it's already growing, it's already expanding. We've had you know hearing from all around the different um, hospitals within our system. So like people are have heard about it, and um, so our plans are that either this year or next getting um, getting this up and running in at least two other hospitals. So, and my director is transplanted into 
our east region so she's already strategically trying to uh, you know plan and sneak in there so it's i ha- it's amazing to have been able to at least bring some hope back um i have a million stories that we probably don't have time to get into of how you know real time like how really spending that time with that nurse then like was not somebody who would have like spoken up before had done that and then there was like provider patient you know um repair that happened because of a decision to like not do what she'd always done but say you know what i need to say something to this physician did it hey if you don't it's probably never going to be aware and what an opportunity you know a lot of us kind of clean up after doctors sometimes which they come in and say and they're emotional <laughs> we have to emotionally calm them down and it takes it's time consuming but she was able to do that and it was just amazing to witness that moment and just how it you know the patient's like oh my gosh i can't believe he came and apologized like that's what that's repair right there that's relational repair that you know you've all kind of experienced too where a patient's frustrated with the doctor and then they don't want to do with the doctor these are you know, small small wins that have such a huge impact is what you're describing here i love that so nicole you are celebrating expansion right from one wing to the next maybe from one branch of the hospital to the next branch I would like to celebrate something else by reading uh, something that you shared prior to this podcast. Uh, And it just speaks to the incredible work that you are doing and kind of where, where you're going and what's possible here. And so before we close, I just have to read this out loud. You wrote, I am determined to establish nurse coaching departments in every single hospital, rehab, and outpatient center in America. And I need the help of our fabulous nurse coaches who are up for the task and feel the inner call to bring it to their area of the country. I know those nurse coaches are out there. I also want to give hope to the many burnt out nurses that change is coming and they don't have to give up on their nursing careers. Nicole, I had to read that because I think it so beautifully describes the impact of the work that you do and really the tremendous mission that you are on. Is there anything else aside from that awesome, awesome statement that you want to speak into out into the universe for the nurses and nurse coaches in our community to hear before we close things out? I never in a million years would I ever think that I would ever be doing any of this right now. So as a testament, anything is possible, even if you don't think that there is no way or that you could even dream of it because this was not even a thought in my head going through the collective. Not even a little bit, but how it just transpired as you're taking one step forward, you don't know where you'll end up. It's exciting. It is like kind of like not really knowing what you're doing, but going with it and seeing things just come forth. You don't know how your life will be different in a year from now. But if you have a dream or a goal or a vision and you just start moving towards it, 
it will become more defined and more defined and bigger and bigger. And pretty soon you need a team. Yeah. And isn't that how nurse coaching works? We take those little impossible dreams that you can't even really think up in this moment. And somehow we dream the impossible and then we create the impossible. And then it just keeps on building and expanding from there. Nicole, I love, love, love getting to hear about all of the awesome work that you've done. Thank you so much for being here and for sharing and for being an inspiration of all that is possible possible. I wish you the utmost best of luck in your expansion. And please keep us posted. Maybe one year from now, we'll have you back on again to hear how everything has changed. (laughs) Thank you, Heather. Thanks for hanging out with us today. If you enjoyed this podcast, head on over to nursecoachcollective.com where you can start your journey to becoming a nurse coach and get in on the most transformative specialty in nursing create more freedom and fulfillment in your career and connect with some of the coolest nurses on the planet. We've got a free training and tons of resources to help you get started. So go to nursecoachcollective.com. That's nursecoachcollective.com.